Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn the world is not what it seems and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. Today, we'll ring out the Earth Year 2023 as we know it and talk about the blueprints in you for making real the most favorable version of yourself. That's right, the blueprints to enable you to realize the very best version of yourself, those blueprints are already inside of you, which I think is a pretty positive note. As is my custom, I will turn to information provided by the entity Seth to help explain that. Here's what he says. Each probability system has its own set of blueprints, clearly defining its freedoms and boundaries, and setting forth the most favorable structures capable of fulfillment. Now, for those not familiar with the word blueprints, they were the maps or drawings that were used in engineering circles for uh, building structures. They were the plans set forward in writing to dictate precisely how the structure should be built. And note here that Seth says that these blueprints define your freedoms and your boundaries. And the main, the main point there, that they set forth the most favorable structures capable of fulfillment. When you think about it, that's a very highly positive message. We have inside of us information for forming the most favorable structures capable of fulfillment of ourselves. Now Seth goes on. These are not, quote, inner images of perfection, close quote. To some extent, the blueprints themselves change for the action within any given system of probabilities automatically alters the entire picture, enlarging it. The blueprints are actually more like inner working plans that can be changed with circumstances. But to some extent, they are idea-hyphenizations, idealizations, that is, idea Realizations with a hyphen there. So to some extent they are idealizations or realizations of an idea. And the important point to remember there in that statement is that these are not uh, set in concrete blueprints. Uh, they can be changed by our actions and our thoughts. That is an extremely important point that uh, Seth will expand on in a moment. He continues, as an individual, you carry within you such a blueprint then. It contains all the information you require to bring about the most favorable version of yourself in the probable system that you know. These blueprints exist biologically and at every level, psychically, spiritually, mentally. The information is knit into the genes and chromosomes but it exists apart. And the physical structures merely represent the carriers of the information. In the same fashion, the species en masse holds within its vast inner mind such working plans or blueprints 
They exist apart from the physical world and in an inner one. And from this, you draw those theories, ideas, civilizations, and technologies, which you then physically translate. Now, there's a lot there to unpack. Uh, note that Seth says, in the probable system that you know, so that there are, as we have discussed many times, probable versions of ourselves. We might think intensely about many different paths, but choose one. And that means there are other selves of yourself who chose other paths. They think they are the, quote, real you, and you think you're the real you. And going back to the beginning of our discussions, you and all of your probable selves together, that's the real focus personality, you. And of course, that focus personality is part of a bigger self. I won't go into that in depth now. It's been covered many times. Note, too, that the information is not just biological. It's psychic, spiritual, and mental. So this information that enables us to realize the best version of ourselves, it's inside of us at all levels. And toward the end of that paragraph, he talked about the fact that we draw from that information theories, ideas, civilizations, and technologies. You might think about all of the varying ideas and technologies that exist right now on our version of Earth. We've got the Islamic Jihad people who believe that they must conquer the entire world and have it all act according to the instructions of Muhammad. We have others who have drawn ideas and theories about the end of the earth if we don't immediately stop what they call climate change. And in order to stop us from the catastrophe that in their minds is climate change, they want to control what all the rest of us do and say and think. How we eat, how we move about, how we live our daily lives with plenty of limits placed upon us. So here at the end of 2023, we have two ideas and theories or groups of them that are impacting the world we experience quite a bit. Now, the next point that uh, Seth touches on is that these blueprints cannot be static or it, uh, it's something cast in concrete because, in fact, that would be a sterile world indeed. Here's what he says. Platonic thought, that's Plato, Platonic thought saw this inner world as perfect. As you think of it, however, perfection always suggests something done and finished or beyond surpassing. And this, of course denies the inherent characteristics of creativity, which do indeed always seek to surpass themselves. The Platonic idealized inner world would ultimately result in a dead one, for in it, the models for all exterior, exteriorizations, that's a tough one to say, the models for all exteriorizations were seen as already completed, finished, and perfect. He goes on, many have seen that inner world as the source for the physical one. But they imagined that man's purpose was merely to construct physically these perfect images to the best of his abilities. In that picture, man himself did not help create that inner world or have any hand in its beauty. He could at best try to duplicate it physically, 
never able, however, to match its perfection in those terms. In such a version of inner-outer reality, the back-and-forth mobility, the give-and-take between inner and outer, is ignored. Man, being a part of that inner world, by reason of the nature of his own psyche, that's your soul, automatically has a hand in the creation of those, blue, of those blueprints, which at another level he uses as guides. Now, in the past, we've often, often spoken of the fact that as focused personalities of our big selves, our soul, we, in these material worlds, we must continually create. We can't just stop at some imagined level of, quote, perfection, and that's it, game over. Otherwise, what's the purpose for existing? By continually creating, uh, we are helping God itself continue to know itself. And Seth will touch on that in a moment. The key point of that preceding paragraph, of course, was that we are active co-creators of our reality, something we've discussed many times. We aren't just observers of something created for us by other information or other spirits. All right, Seth goes on to give an example. He says, to some extent, great artists not only capture a physical, reality, a physical picture of the inner idea, but they also have a hand in creating that idea or that inner model to begin with. In your terms, the inner world does represent idea potential. Okay, that's an important point, idea potential. The inner world does represent idea potential as yet unrealized. But those ideas and those potentials do not exist outside of consciousness. They are ideals set in the heart of man. Now, let me repeat that. They are ideals set in the heart of man. And when Seth says man, he means man and woman, right? They are ideals set in the heart of man, yet in other terms, he is the one who also put them there out of the deeper knowledge of his being that straddles physical time. Okay, that's another big concept there. Again, we are not just the focused personalities we know as ourselves, but we are indeed our soul, our big self. And as a soul, we had a hand in creating and putting there these ideas and these potentials. We're not just helpless bystanders. So I'll repeat that last sentence. They, they are ideals set in the heart of man. Yet in other terms, he's the one who also put them there out of the deeper knowledge of his being, the soul, that straddles physical time. I'll go on. He says, existence is wise and compassionate. So in certain terms, consciousness, knowing itself as man, and remember now, consciousness knows itself as many things, not just man, but consciousness, knowing itself as man, sent future extensions of itself out into the time scheme that man would know and lovingly planted signposts for itself to follow, quote, later, close quote. So as our big self, our soul, straddling time, being aware of past and future probabilities, we plant signposts for us focused personalities to follow in order to develop to our best and finest potential. 
And now we come to one of the most positive points that has been touched on in the past, but uh, Seth repeats it here in a way that I think is easier to comprehend and understand than at other times. He says, man is himself made as much of God's stuff as earth stuff. So in, there, in those terms now, the God in himself yearned toward the man in the God and earth experience. Not understanding yourselves, you've tried to put the idea of God outside of yourselves and your living framework. I'll stop there for, <clears throat> for just a moment to make the point that, as we've stated in the past, nothing can exist outside of God. So I'm going to repeat that important uh, sentence or two. Man is himself made as much of God's stuff as earth stuff. So in those terms now, the God in himself yearned toward the man and the God and earth experience. Not understanding yourselves, you've tried to put the idea of God outside of yourselves and your living framework. And then he goes on. Through various exercises in this book, I hope to acquaint each of you with the inherent oneness of the inside and outside realities, to give you a glimpse of your own infinite nature, even within the bounds of your creaturehood, to help you see the God stuff and the man stuff. In other words, this can help you see the potentials of your species and break down the barriers of limiting thoughts. I would like to change your ideas of human nature. To some extent, this will entail humanizing your idea of divinity, but oddly enough, if that is done, you will end up seeing the divinity in man. I ideals that before seem beyond the reach of individuals or of the species will change their character and become working models that can be used effectively and joyfully. So as noted in many past episodes, we live with very limiting beliefs about ourselves and the events that, quote, happen to us, not realizing that we are co-creators of the events we experience. We don't do it all, of course, just by ourselves as focused personalities, but with our thoughts and our actions, in concert with our big self, which is what we really are, right? with our thoughts and actions in concert with our big selves, we are, in fact, co-creating the reality that we perceive. At our present stage of development, of course, the great majority of us are not aware of that, certainly not directly aware, at the level of our conscious mind. But the hopeful point of it all is, however terrible um, might be all the things that are happen happening on this probable version of our Earth right now, the blueprints are already inside of us for bringing about the best possible version of ourselves. And with that, I'll conclude today's discussion. And once again, I'm Dan McEnany bringing you lessons from the helpful dead.